Welcome to Funeral Gurus Radio. I am your host, Robin Heppel from FuneralFuturist.com. We're continuing our series of pre-conference interviews for the ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada from April 20th to 23rd. And today's guest is Marty Byers of the Byers Funeral Home and Cremation Services in the metro Atlanta, Georgia area. Marty, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, Marty. Um, maybe if you could give the folks a little bit of background about yourself and uh, and your funeral home, please. Well, we opened the funeral home up here about five and a half years ago. Uh, prior to that, I was in a family-owned business for several years. Um, graduated from mortuary school in 1982. And uh, when our family sold to a corporate, I worked for corporate uh, for about seven years and decided to go out on my own and um, it's been a, a great transition the last five and a half years. Excellent. That's great. Now, one thing that uh, uh, when you're chatting earlier, um, when we we're chatting earlier, you are telling me about the the personalized services that you offer and and that kind of leads to the presentation that you'll be giving at ICCFA, which is... Uh, I feel as though I know you. Could you just maybe elaborate on on that title, Marty, and and kind of what your philosophy is of of uh, how you serve the families in your area? Well, I think it's really important that when you sit down with a family, that uh, really you need to know that they really don't want to be there to meet with you. There's no no offense to to you personally, but uh, that means that someone they know or their loved one has passed away. So we try to make the experience here as memorable as possible for them, not just for memorializing their loved one, but make the experience where they know that we're giving them the utmost personal service that we can. And to do that, it's just a basic uh, premise of just going the extra mile. Um, it, do- it doesn't matter um, what you do or, or how you do it as long as you do the best, what's in the best interest of the family. Um, some of the things that you do for the family that will get them to... Um, call you back or refer people to you are the little things that don't cost you anything. Um, but it's really, really important to kind of get into the psyche of what makes a family feel comfortable and to pick up on nonverbal uh, communication as well as, of course, the verbal is easy to pick up on. But picking up on the nonverbal is the most important thing. And we we feel like that families should uh, uh, get, you know, service, the kit glove treatment any time that they come through this building and uh, anything that they want, I kind of jokingly say, if, if it's legal, we'll do it here. So <laughs> uh, it's very important um, to make them feel like that their requests are not stupid. Um, I don't know how many times families have asked me, I, now i got a stupid question for you. And I always my response is always, there are no stupid questions because it's important to you. And, you know, some of the questions may be off the wall and some of the questions may be very basic, but the important thing is they felt it important enough to ask it. So you should, you should take the time and make it important to answer it to the best of your ability. So, um, but there are so many things that you can do in the funeral business that don't cost you anything. And, you know, it's important to identify those things and not walk around with blinders just trying to simply get the job done. Um, so... In our eyes here, we view it as a ministry opportunity, not that we're trying to preach to people, but it's a ministry opportunity in the sense that people have trusted their most prized possession with you, and that's their loved one. And um, we just take that very seriously. So we don't have a, a blueprint of how 
that's done because it's done differently from family to family because each personality is, is different. The age of somebody who passed away may be different. Uh, you may have two, two families that deal with someone who's passed away that may be exactly the same age that will deal with things differently. So it's important to kind of make sure that you're a blank canvas when they come in here and let them paint on you the best way that they know how to memorialize that person and don't get so caught up on rules and how you should do this and you know that they you know that they may have an unusual request it's it may be unusual but it's not unusual to them so you really have to take yourself out of the equation and that's we have done an excellent job of doing that we have a lot of families um that have referred us to other people and uh, our reputation in the community is that we're we're a firm that will help you no matter what your situation whether it's poor financial situation or unusual requests or might be a price point they're looking for um, you know we try to identify those needs and then go after uh, uh, the things that we can do that would best uh, serve that family and memorialize their loved one oh that's great you know just looking at the the write-up here that um that they have in the in the convention program it says you know you started your your funeral home just five years ago and and now you're serving 240 families a year. So, you know, that's, that's a huge, um, that's, that's huge growth, Marty. And, and, you know, people think, oh, well, I need to always spend all this money on, on advertising. And, and it is important to, 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 to do that, but not, not that it has to be the only thing that you do. And, and as, um, you know, just even if we watch some of the, the biggest, fastest growing, uh, companies in the world, just take Amazon for example. Um, a lot of buying decisions that are made on Amazon is that people read those little reviews, and and so then in our world, what that is is um, that's a referral, and it and it uh, and what you're doing is is exactly what what's happening there in this online environment. People are are satisfied with your. Your services, but what what happens is right before you know maybe they've been looking around at some of the other funeral homes, but they've probably asked that one person. They've they've done their homework and then they want to uh, just find out and they say, oh you know we we want to go to uh, we, you know we're thinking of going to go in a buyer's funeral home and then boom they get a a positive response and then they then they phone you right. That's right, and um, you know if I told you how much money that I spend a month in advertising, you would say no way. Because it's so low, um, it's less than six hundred dollars a month, um, and that's not a whole lot of money. Um, and just kind of a uh, piggyback on what you said about our how much business we've done. We just completed the first quarter of two thousand nine and served eighty eight families in the first quarter. So project that out, and you, not that that always happens that way, but if you project the number of families that we will serve this year, that calculates up to over 330 families this year, which, yeah. would, which would be up about about 88 to 90 calls from last year. Um, you know, some of my friends in the funeral industry, uh, they've ne- they said they've never seen a – because this, this was a new business venture. We started from, from zero mm-hmm. um, five, five and a half years ago. So it's, uh, you know, it's – the, you know, I, my friends asked me, "How have you done it?" And I said, "Well, you know, a lot of hard work and you know, a whole whole lot more prayer. And you, you pray about it. You do the best thing you can for families, 
uh, whatever your religious belief is, that's you know, you, you know, I always think that that there has to be something more than what meets the surface as far as what's here on earth. If you believe in heaven or hell, if you're an atheist or whatever, it doesn't matter. There's there's a need that we feel for these families that you know maybe ministry opportunity is not the right word, but it could be you know a counseling opportunity or a time for someone to sit down and talk to you because over the years I am I assure you that there are things that families will tell me that they probably wouldn't tell you know some of their relatives because they're just they, they it's a very personal time and they share a lot of personal information with you they're trusting you with something very personal their loved one they're they're trusting you with their financial situation they're trusting you with everything so it's just very very important that uh, we take it very seriously because it's it's this is not something they do haphazardly. Um, some of the things that I talk about, um, I probably won't necessarily talk about them in this speech because it doesn't come into play. But I really do think that families really, really have to do their research. Um, you know, if they know they have a you know a pending death, I think it's important to kind of call uh, call around. You know, because most people will either use a funeral home because they've used them before and feel comfortable or because someone's referred them to this funeral home because they've served them and they feel comfortable referring them to to this other family uh but that's not always the case with some some families and ones that are out there looking around for a funeral home to potentially serve them they tend to go with a fam with a funeral home that uh per, from a personality standpoint they feel comfortable with and um i think it's important to you know, utilize good phone skills. I think you should consciously, you know, sometimes on the phone we seem a little bit more harsher than we might seem face-to-face because we, you know, we have to use maybe a, a little bit softer voice inflection. <clears throat> when you meet with somebody face-to-face, they can, you know, they can see your facial expressions, they can see your body language while on the phone. Um, they don't have that, uh, they don't have that luxury. So on the phone, it's very important to maybe soften yourself up a little bit and not be as you know as harsh sounding as you as you you know not that you'd be harsh sounding face to face but just kind of soften yourself up and you know not be phony but just kind of maybe use a softer tone of voice instead of not being so to the point um, with families on the phone. So there's a lot of different things that you can do um, to kind of personalize your business and you know some of these things which may seem trivial. If you got somebody that's calling in and they're price shopping, for example, that 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 phone skill might be the difference between you getting that business and not, and maybe answering and going the extra mile and not just answering a question and and just being matter of fact, but maybe expanding on that a little bit. Um, you kind of again going the extra mile doesn't necessarily mean you know running around with your hair on fire at the funeral home trying to make sure everything's right. Uh, it might be. Uh, expanding and spending an extra 30 seconds answering a question so they can fully understand it. So, you know, so phone skills are very important. Um, so, you know, we kind of try to encompass all those things, and um, it's worked for us. Um, and we serve a lot of families that have used other funeral homes that we're serving for the first time. And uh, they tell us that their experience here was different than the last one that they had. So uh, different being that, Hopefully that meant better. Um, so we feel very blessed that way. Well, Marty, it sounds that uh, you know anyone who attends the presentation, or, or you know, they're just going to get some 
wholesome, you know, ideas of just, and sometimes we get, uh, we lose that. We get, we get so wrapped up in, in, uh, some more of the theory of, and advertising and the marketing and, and, um, and we can't, we can't always buy, buy our business. We, we just have to, we have to earn it. And, um, and you earn it by, by providing service like what, like what you're doing and, and your comment about being a, a, you know, a blank canvas because every family's different, every family's unique. And, um, and if you can make them feel as, uh, as important and, um, you know, that, that, you know, because to them that, you know, they've lost the most important person to them. And, and if you share that with them, they're going to, they're going to trust you and you're going to build a relationship very quickly. And, and then again, as you said, you, you know, they, they form this bond with you. And, and, and that's kind of how funeral homes can kind of regain that loyalty where, you know, we've, people have said that we, you know, we've kind of lost that over the years or families aren't uh, aren't as loyal as they used to be but maybe you know marty maybe it's because there's a reason why there maybe the funeral home is not offering them a reason to be loyal well and you know i know this speech may not be for everybody i mean it's a uh, it's a speech that it, it's a common sense speech i mean uh the things that i'll talk about are things that maybe someone's thought about and maybe they maybe they implemented those things and maybe they thought about it and said you know what I don't want to take the time to do that, um, or I don't, you know. It, but especially the way the economy is now, it, it affects the funeral business. I have people that tell me that the funeral business isn't affected by the poor economy. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, there's a lot of families that maybe would have done a burial that now are doing cremation. So, if you want to get to the sheer business aspect of it, you know, your profit margin on a cremation, the direct cremation versus a burial, and I'll have to tell you what the difference is there, but. It can't be just about money, but but I think the economy does affect our business. Um, so it's up to us to do you know different things and make sure that uh, everything that we do is you know appeasing to the family. Um, and you know I think people are looking at different and alternative ways of doing things, whether it be you know the Green Burial Council that is actually going to be at the convention, or you know uh, maybe instead of having viewing maybe doing direct burial or maybe maybe even going to cremation or you know or even body donation body donation is becoming big now so we have to be on the cutting edge of everything that's new and different uh but also we have to be on the cutting edge of maybe raising our personal personal service and um i know that listen it takes effort I mean, it, it just like it takes effort to be a good parent. It takes effort to be a good friend. I mean, it, you 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 got to put in your time and you got to be passionate about it. And uh, and but it's very important, not just for the owner to have that same to have that feeling, but it's it's important for his staff to to feel that same way. I mean, I've had some people say you can't teach compassion. Well, I think that you can you can teach you know somebody to be courteous to people. And you know, and be mannerly, and and do all the things that you would do if you were having somebody in your own home. Um, if you were having somebody in your own home, um, wouldn't you offer them something to drink, or wouldn't you, you know, ask, "Are you a coffee drinker? Can I get you? Some, can I get you uh, bottled water or whatever?" You know, that's one of the things that we do in visitation. I mean, some people would walk in here and think, "Well, you know, Marty's like a waiter." You know, I mean, I you know, I walk around and ask people, "Do you want something to drink?" You know, but we have a kids' room here. 
We have a kid's room in this funeral home. It's a pretty big room. Uh, you know, this is one of the things that we did before we opened up. It's one of, one of the ideas we came up with, because if you think about this, you got, you know, kids. It's really designed for kids under the age of maybe 10 years old, mm-hmm. uh, 10 or under. So, you know, family brings their, their kids up here because, you know, they've had a death. Who's going to keep them? Most everybody they know is going to probably want to pay their respects. So kids get bored in a funeral home in about 10 minutes. What do they do after that? They drive their parents crazy, running around, getting into things, uh, pulling on dad's, you know, jacket. Well, downstairs, where the, just off the lounge area, where we encourage people they want to bring food, they can keep it in the lounge area, and, and uh, we have a kid's room downstairs. And, uh, of course, you know, some nights when it's used, it looks like a bomb went off in there. But, you know, <laughs> but, but, the, kids, but the kids have a good time, and, you know, and, and it kind of takes them away from the environment, even though they're included in on it, which I think is very important to include a child in on a life-changing event like a death, especially if they're five years or older, because they're going to remember that event. And I think if you exclude a child from that event, sometimes they're not as well adjusted as it relates to death because death is a part of life. And I don't think we should ever exclude a child from that. But what it does is it includes them in on something and they know that there's something that's changing in their life because their you know, grandma or grandpa's passed away. But yet they can go and escape down to the kids' room. So uh, you know, we just we just want to make it an environment where literally if you invited me to your home how would I treat you? Do I treat you like, oh, you know, don't touch this, don't touch that? Now, you don't want your place to get torn up, but yet by the same token, you know, you know, families don't want to. I don't want to tell anybody no. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I tell somebody no, like I said, it must not be legal, you know, because mm-hmm. it's 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 not it's not any effort to be kind and courteous to somebody, no matter what the situation is. So, and and I, and I realize that you know some funeral homes. Uh, they're going to look at look at the speech and say, ah, oh, you know, this is a crock. You know, this is a, you know, we, we we do a good job with this, and we're professional. It's not about not being professional. It's just about you know stepping across that line and doing something just a little bit extra that doesn't cost you anything. And like I said, there can't be a blueprint. You just have to feel it. You have to know that that this might be something that might just enhance your service just a little bit to make them remember you and. Um, like I said, I mean, you know, like uh, during visitation, uh, we may have a, a funeral home full of people, but I'm, you know, I'm, you know, of course we have people that work the door, show people where to go, and all that. But again, going the extra mile, being making sure there's plenty of coffee, making sure that uh, children are taken care of, making sure that uh, maybe, especially the next to kin who may be in the viewing room that might be, you know, thirsty, and they can't get to the water fountain. Bring him a bottle of water, and he said, "Can I get you a bottle of water?" I mean, just just simple things uh, like that go a long, long way with getting people to to realize that you're in it for the right reason. And so, that's what we try to do. It's not rocket science; it's just making the effort to do it. For sure. Well, hey Marty, I really appreciate you uh, you sharing, and uh, I'm looking forward to your presentation and. And I think a, a lot of people could uh, get a lot out of it and also just serve as a good, um, you know, a bit of a good refresher that way. So, uh, hey, Marty, any final uh, qu- uh, any final comments before I let you go? Well, I'm really looking forward to going out to Las Vegas. Um, the ICCFA always does a great job with their convention. And, um, you know, I always look forward to seeing people that I haven't seen in a while. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 
you know, the speech is, you know, less than an hour. So I spend, a, you know, a lot of the time is spent with people that uh, in more of a casual arena where you share ideas. And that and that's the thing I enjoy the most about these conventions is that uh, you can reconnect with people. They ask you how you're doing. You get these share ideas. And it's almost like a, a networking meeting in some ways. But I, I really, really enjoy going out there and, 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 and really appreciate the ICCFA inviting me in and, and hanging in that. Well, that's great. Well, and I, I look forward to uh, getting a chance to spend a bit of time with you as well. So, well, well I appreciate well, it. Great. Well, I'd like to thank Marty Byers from the Byers Funeral Home and Cremation Services in the Metro Atlanta, Georgia area, who's going to be presenting I Feel As Though I Know You at the ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held from April 20th to 23rd in Las Vegas, Nevada. For more information and registration details, visit www.iccfa.com. And if you're going to be at the convention this year, I'm going to be conducting some more interviews for the Funeral Guru's website. Check back soon for another ICCFA pre-conference interview. On behalf of the thefuneralgurus.com, this is Robin Heppel.